T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. One of my favorite songs. Bob Cordaro back with you. W-I-L-K. Yes, we convene for the second hour of the Club for Common Sense. Providing for all of you a sanctuary of sanity on appointment radio 9 to noon. St. Teresa, Mother Teresa for today. She says, the future is not in our hands. We have no power over it. We can act only today. She's uh, beyond the greatness of her life and her example is her wisdom. Remarkable. Honoring today, Jerry Walsh, Manuka section of Scranton. In the United States Navy, he was a proud talkie on the USS Providence. George Lowry of Scranton, West Scranton to be exact, U.S. Navy. Also, and this is significant, he was a Carnegie Medal of Heroism for actions as a civilian. We all know him as the director of the Naog Zoo in the old days. Ralph Grambo, Ph.D. from Wayne County. He was an Army serving in the Pentagon and Vietnam, where he was awarded a Bronze Star. Rich Francis Rich Doherty, Clark Summit, Vietnam-era veteran who served in South Korea. Peter Tanetti of Dunmore, Honesdale, U.S. Air Force MP in Vietnam. Also, a career Pennsylvania State policeman. And Raymond Pacini, late of music born Peckville, U.S. Army in the Vietnam era. We lost them all. So we had an election, and we've uh, been talking to Sam Sanguidolce, the district attorney of Luzerne County. Apparently, he's looking for some. Funding to investigate the civil side of this. Now, to me, that would indicate that there's no criminal activity. But today in Washington, there is a congressional hearing on this entire matter. And Jim Bugnett, the candidate for Republican candidate for Congress, uh, who suffered under this, we don't know if it would have changed the results, but suffered under this paper ballot fiasco, is with us and letting us know what's going on down there. I guess it starts 
at 10.30. Jim Bugnett, first of all, welcome back. Good to be with you always. Bob, thanks so, so much for having me today. We're about uh, 20 minutes away from the start of the hearing, ready to go in there and testify. So t- tell me, I mean, you've obviously done your own look-see at this issue that was just a, a national embarrassment, at, at least, <laughs> at worst, much worse. Bob, we ran out of ballots. We ran out of paper at the polls. The polls were effectively closed at more than 40 locations across Luzerne County. And Beth McBride and Denise Williams and the Luzerne County Election Board uh, still haven't come out and explained what the heck happened. And they're using uh, D.A. Segladoche's investigation uh, as a stonewall tactic. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's doing his investigation. That doesn't stop them from coming out and talking and giving answers. They're public officials. They owe us answers. It's been four and a half months. They still haven't explained how we ran out of paper, why people were forced to vote on alternative ballots, why photocopies were used, why people were asked to write who they were voting for on a piece of paper. They haven't asked one question. And now these same people, incompetent people, are going to administer our election in May. This is ridiculous. We do have a new director now in Luzerne County. We do, but we... But we still have Beth McBride, who, who, as far as I understand, was the person who was making the decision, who was responsible for ordering the ballots and the paper. She is going to be involved in another election. To me, that's unacceptable. Yeah, and we have no, we've had no consequences from Luzerne County Council or whoever, I don't know, what are they, in between managers? This week, guys, get rid of this stupid Luzerne County Council. Get rid of it. They, they, they can't do anything because nobody has responsibility, but nobody could take the blame either. And they've done nothing about this election office. They have appointed a new head of it, and I, I'm, I have some, I'm confidence in her after meeting her a number of times. But at the same time, you're right. The same people who messed this up have never had to explain how it happened. Bob, we ran out of ballots. We deserve to know who was responsible for ordering the paper. Who was responsible for checking that it was in all the machines? Who let the machines go out with not enough paper? Some places ran out of paper at 9 a.m. But more than anything, I want to talk about the voters who were disenfranchised. I talked to a gentleman over the weekend named Eugene Doherty from Hazleton, Pennsylvania. He's 84 years old. He's suffering from a terminal lung condition. He heard on the radio that they ran out of paper, which is unacceptable, but he heard that, and that they were ordering new paper. But don't worry. The polls will be open until 10 p.m. You have time to go and vote. He showed up at 8.09 p.m. on Election Day in Hazleton. I believe it was Precinct 3. And he was told, oh, the the poll worker went home. She said she didn't have child care after 8 p.m. Okay, can I cast a provisional ballot at this other precinct? Nope, you can't vote. So him and his wife were not able to vote. There's two people whose votes were disenfranchised. They may be, it may be the last time he'll ever get to vote. And he was denied the right to vote because of these idiots. (sighs) remarkable it really is i <laughs> this is it's not good there there's no gloss you can put over this absolute disgrace that happened last fall now there really isn't and what what we really need is transparency we need the Eastern county council to have meetings to put beth mcbride and denise williams and their subordinates under oath and explain to the citizens of Luzerne County how this happened and what steps they're taking to make sure it never happens again. 
Yeah, but I mean, we have we have a a, a very incurious media. I mean, <laughs> no reporters have asked these people the pertinent questions as to how this happened. It's a remarkable. It, it is a remarkable thing. And I, I tell people, I am not a. I don't do stories. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. I'm gonna. I give opinions and I talk on the radio. But you would think between two newspapers and th- you know two television, actually three television uh, news organizations, someone would have asked these questions. Well, these questions need to be asked, and I agree with you. The media has been asleep at the switch here. But, you know, this hearing today at 1030 in front of the House Administration Committee is going to be a great opportunity uh, to get these questions answered. I'm so glad that the Congress of the United States has said this is important to look into. Of all the counties in the country, Bob, this is the only place that they're looking into of how there weren't ballots available for voters during Election Day. So you can watch the proceedings on YouTube at 1030. Go to my Twitter. Go to my Facebook, Bognet for Congress. That uh, We have the links on there. Uh, hopefully, WNET and BRE will decide to take an interest in this and take a look at it and ask the questions. These questions should have been asked in November, but they stonewalled. Beth McBride, Denise Williams, they stonewalled. They refused to answer, and now they're hiding behind this DA's investigation instead of coming out and telling the citizens the truth. That's all we want, Bob, is the truth yeah. about what happened. Uh, Jim Bugnett, if you know, are they also looking into Maricopa County, uh, Arizona? Not at this hearing. I'm not sure if the uh, future hearings, but this hearing is uh, focused on Luzerne County. We've, well, that's good. I like the focus. So far. And we have a simple problem that probably has... A complicated answer, but has an answer if the right questions are asked. Well, we deserve the answer. And I've talked to hundreds of citizens of Luzerne County that are outraged that this seems to keep happening in our county. 20 general election, 21 primary, and now 2022 general. We've had uh, profound problems, and we need things to be fixed. And it starts with cleaning out the election board and cleaning out the election bureau. Anybody that was involved in this horrible fiasco of an election needs to be sent on their way, and we need competent people in government. We deserve competent people in government. Jim Bugnett, have you been questioned or spoken to by the uh, district attorney, Sanguidolce, or any of his staff? No, I have not. Nope, I have not been contacted, not been questioned. <laughs> well, you'll be on the stand today. You'll be, you'll, well, you'll be under oath and speaking today to uh, the congressional committee I wish you luck, Jim Bugnett. Keep pressing this issue because it's it's everything to a democracy. I mean, people that, that claim they care about voter suppression don't care about this because the, the people they want to win won. Where Where's the NAACP? Where are these uh, voting groups who carry on so much about voter suppression. Where's Senator Bob Casey and his white supremacy on this issue? <laughs> Bob, one last point, one last point. Beth McBride, Denise Williams, the administrators in Luzerne County were asked to come and testify here, and they refused. They refused to explain what happened. It's inexcusable. The council should compel them to testify. Uh, they should be forced to answer public questions. Thank you for continuing to fight on this issue. All right. Hey, Jim Bugnett, be well, stay safe, and keep in touch. Thank you, sir. All right. Jim Bugnett, Republican candidate for Congress, testifying today uh, about this 
insanity, pure insanity in last fall's election. Bob Cadero, W-I-L-K, will be back after this. <laughs> Johnny found that song by the Four Lads, 1930. The names of the Turkish cities of Constantinople and Angora are changed to Istanbul and Ankara, the capital of Turkey. There's, there's some thoughts about changing the name of Turkey. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But the, the reason this caught my attention on this date in history, I mean, Constantinople was the headquarters of Eastern Christianity and the Eastern Roman Empire. So a, a city of incredible historical importance and it had its name changed, and I just thought, yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, so that's that's what that's all about, okay? Your, your history lesson for, for the day, for the week, whatever. All right, let's go right to the phones because we got some people holding here. Joe from Berwick, how are you? Uh, hello, Bob. Well, as a, as a self-taught historian, you you... you that whole thing about Constantinople is a fascinating subject. You should have your friend on who talks to you about these things and talk about that issue sometime. Sure, um, sure. Okay, but, but now, Bob, I just want to mention two things quick. Number one, with the whole issue of, of prosecuting uh, gun violence and how it's gone about or not gone about, particularly in progressive areas, and the, and, and, and the uh, issue of voting and its compromise and its disenfranchisement of people, you know, this again comes down to messaging and, and the Republicans' lack of messaging. The, the unfortunate part is good people like Jim Bognett, who are principal people, and that's what they run on, but the party itself has to be a political party and has to be concerned about messaging and as you and I have talked about, they're simply not, and they're very bad at it. And that's just another example. But uh, when, when we're talking about this whole thing with the gun, loop, gun laws and the loopholes and whatnot they talk about, here's something interesting I just found out, Bob. Do you know if, if they go through with what they're trying to propose and, and they eliminate or, or, or try to get involved with the, some of the private sales of guns, you know who would be negatively affected by that, Bob? The, the Amish. We, we would basically disenfranchise the Amish from buying guns because, as you know, they don't have driver's licenses. I'm pretty sure they don't believe in picture IDs and they don't carry them. The Amish are the ones who do a lot of that private sale of guns for their own personal use. If we go through with some of these changes being proposed by, again, our friends on the left, we wouldn't solve the problems of the criminals getting our hands on the guns, but we basically disenfranchise the Amish from from their means of being able to procure firearms for themselves. Well, I haven't seen a good answer except better security yet. So I, it's it's a crazy thing, and we're not going to get a solution to a problem from someone who's sick and twisted like Joe Biden. It ain't going to happen. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah. Frank from Factoryville. How are you, Frank? 
Frank, how are you? We got Trying you. To get you Hello? Yes, Frank, you're Hello. with us. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was wondering if you heard anything about the, uh, the, if the funding got approved, I think they, um, wrapped up their research yesterday. And well, they, I, came, I up, yeah, they came up with a report, Frank. Funding is, is a long way off, although it's possible. Oh. Uh, what they, Amtrak itself did a study that said that uh, about three, 350,000 riders would be anticipated on the line in its first year and up to 500,000 in the second year. Now, then comes the question, does that justify the expense? Uh, they, they are admitting right out that it will not pay for itself, that it has to be subsidized. Uh, and they're saying it's possible by 2028. You know, I'm skeptical, but not cynical. It can possibly happen. And just as Route 80 is becoming more and more clogged as you head towards New York and uh, northern New Jersey, this would be a, a nice antidote for that traffic issues. 2028? 2028 for- is when they're... Talking about it, it would be. I'd be stunned if it was in place by then. Wow, that's it's not even basically worth it after that point. I, I don't know. We might be flying spaceships by then, right, Frank? Yeah, well, I'm the self-driving car that is there on our own. We could sleep on the way. <laughs> I know. I Frank, it's 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 what it is. There's. There has seldom been good news on this. Uh, years ago, Lackawanna County and the Lackawanna County 19, Railroad. 1970, they, they stopped it. They, they yeah, weren't going was, until 19... Yes, that, that, that we were cut off in 1970. I had the mm. pleasure of taking the train to go see the Yankees a few times before that as a little kid. And wow. it, it would be a great thing. A lot of people say, oh, it's going to bring in riffraff and this and that. People could get in here that want to cause trouble or be disruptive or be scumbags anytime, any way. They don't need the train to do that. I do think, yeah, I though, that the train would be a big positive uh, for the area. But remember this, uh, Frank. The reason, as county commissioner, I really pushed for it, and we didn't make a ton of progress because – before I got there, Lackawanna Railroad lost uh, control of the project to New Jersey, which, look at, northern New Jersey knows we're going to steal people from them. If you could take a train from Scranton to northern New Jersey, a lot of people living in expensive housing, paying incredible taxes in that blue state, will move to Scranton, and they know it. So they've been trying to keep it from coming here. So even within the project, you have people who oppose it. But I was looking at it for the fiber optic link and the link to the Port of Elizabeth in uh, New Jersey. So, yeah. I guess uh, it's a pipe dream at this point. Well, it's like a lot of things, Frank. We just can't give up. Let's keep swinging. We'll keep swinging. As long as we're around, that's our duty. Yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> well, that, I would urge you not to do that. That's true. <laughs> All right. Frank, thank you. Thanks, thanks for Bye. checking in. Appreciate it. We'll take a break.
Bob Cadaro with you, W-I-L-K. We'll come back with the weather. And then Giles is on the line from Archbald. On that other big distraction, the potential uh, indictment of Donald Trump. We'll be back. What do you want, Johnny? The weather? All right. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Joe Snedeker, the Channel 16 meteorologist. Clouds to start today, partly sunny. It'll be dry, but the high's only going to be 48. Tonight, a few clouds low down to 30. Tomorrow, dry most of the day with a mix of sun and clouds, high of 53. Tomorrow night, showers low of 28. Thursday, showers end early, some sun, high of 45. And then Friday, when the, uh, what do they call them now? The Rail Riders, the Red Barons, whatever. Uh, but great baseball. They'll be playing Friday. Sun early with periods of rain later in the day. High of 55, maybe better. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bob Canaro back with you on WILK. Let's go right to Giles. He's been nice and patient. Hey, Giles. Hello, Bob. Good morning. Uh, love the show, Bob. Um, Bob, if I can make, uh, this is going to be quick, a couple comments. Um, the first one about uh, D.A. Um, Braggy Boy. Yeah. Um, he's... Um, He's been called out, uh, Congressman Jordan, and the team uh, has got him on the run, and he's trying to hide right now. He's trying to find a way out of it. I see on uh, CNBC last night that he's uh, that uh, they have a word that they, he's that they're going to throw out that case. Um, so I was just uh, wanted to make a comment uh, about uh, DA Braggy Boy. I think he's uh, needs to be called out. And I think, think he's got to be uh, questioned on uh, all of the motives because he's been he's been told what to do by somebody, and uh, he's because um, doing this uh, he's, um, he's he put his own his own license on the on the burner. He I, I hope the heck he gets disbarred and they investigate him. I'll tell you um, what he he is an absolute disgrace. He's chosen not to enforce the law. In New York City. 
literally not to enforce the law. He's reduced violent crimes, violent felonies to misdemeanors. He goes along with the no-bail law in New York State, and crime is exploding under his watch. Absolutely. Uh, his, uh, on his, uh, he's, he's uh, definitely deteriorated uh, his, his whole, uh, uh, his, it's, his motive is uh, obvious that to, to go and try to do something illegal, but he's been being coached and he, he's caught red-handed and he's trying to use his uh, DA position as a bully pit, which is uh, a crime in itself. So he needs to be investigated. But Bob, on the um, uh, the, the six that got shot, I just want to say I think our schools need to be revised. I think uh, that uh, we need um, a letter uh, in the the schools. We should have a letter box of concern. We should the school should be revised and have two psychologists in the school and uh, have everything confidential. Uh, If a student needs help uh, and and, uh, put a note in the letter box and everything will be confidential between a psychologist. And uh, I wouldn't go to any guidance counselors or uh, the superintendent or anything because it's gonna, they're going to be embarrassed doing it that way. But our schools need to be revised as child. I call, him a chi- uh, call her a child or him a child because uh, he was obviously, um, everything stopped with him at about probably 10, 11, 12 years old. He, he's been, uh, and it stopped. So Who's he that? went back to the school. Oh, this, uh, uh, this person. Yeah, the person. Yeah, yeah, which, who shot six people. Well, but, uh, this, Giles, I'm going to tell you this. The one thing that has not been done in hundreds of school districts and specifically at this school is that the the minimal threshold of security has not been met. I don't know why. I don't understand it. And that's self-locking doors and making sure doors are closed. It's that That's the first line of defense. This person got into the school, roamed freely around the school with a, with a, this weapon. Uh, I, security was at fault in the last two school shootings that we've observed. It, it, oh, and, and it's crazy that, that, that that's still the case today, especially after Uvalde. Absolutely. I totally agree with the lack of security, but I, I just feel at some point this child may, it may have been trying to, I mean, I call him a child because everything stopped at a young age with yeah. this, with this boy or girl, but he's, he was probably trying to reach out. The problem, most of the problems start at home. The parents are failure uh, to raise their child properly. Uh, but in the school, they should have picked up something, but he should have some kind of a alternative, like a letterbox in the school uh, with two psychologists saying, you know, you, you put your, yeah. your you, you have a no, problem? they've got a, communication is the key. And yeah. I said earlier in the show last hour, I am going to bet that there was signal after signal missed from, from this sick person because you don't just become sick all at once and, you know, it, it took weeks to plot this whole thing out. And, I, man, it, it's, it's a, it's a, Signs were missed. There's not even a doubt about it. And but we're gonna find these things out as we go along. Giles, Absolutely. always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. We are honoring today veterans whom we lost. My old friend Pete Tanetti. Born Dunmore. Late of Honesdale. U.S. Air Force MP Vietnam. Raymond Pacini. 
late of Muzik, born Peckville, U.S. Army during the Vietnam era, uh, Francis Rich Doherty, Clark Summit, Vietnam era veteran serving his time in South Korea, Jerry Walsh, Manuka section of Scranton, U.S. Navy, proudly used to tell people he was a talkie on the USS Providence. George Lowry, yes, that George Lowry, the Naog, director of the Naog Zoo, U.S. Navy from Scranton, West Scranton particularly, and the recipient of the Medal of Heroism, the Carnegie Medal of Heroism, for civilian valor. Ralph Grambo, Ph.D., Wayne County. He was ROTC at the University of Scranton. Assigned to the Pentagon, then he went over to Vietnam where he was awarded a Bronze Star. The world is less for these veterans having taken their leave. Not a doubt about it. We'll be back. This date, 1970, Murph says Crosby, Stills, and Nash released what he calls their great single. Woodstock, and yes, it was, Murph. You are correct, sir. A bunch of you have pointed out, and I saw the film of it, that the gunman shot, she shot her way through the the uh, doors, the glass doors. Again, the basics of security would not allow you to have glass doors that can be broken up in that way. But if there was a resource officer present, they would have had time to respond because it took some time to shoot out the windows, uh, the window portions of the door. So... Somebody says that the shooter was a 20-year-old, 28-year-old adult who shot his way in through locked doors, his or her. He preferred to be called he. Unless you put a police officer with an assault weapon and give him permission to shoot to kill at every door of a school. Not every door. I, I don't agree with you. There is and can be static security that buys plenty of time to respond. Now, the the question, and these are all after-action reports that we've got to get before we jump to conclusions. What did they do between the time that the shooter was blowing these doors out and when he got in? Where were the children and adults who got killed? vis-a-vis the entry point and what was the timing they're getting body cam video of the school shooting but uh, response but and that's that'll start coming in but what was the response within the building were there fatal mistakes made what what happened so let's see and let's find out why this person did it It can't be tied, as of now, to their transgenderism. It can't be tied, as some suspect, 
to some sort of abuse when this person was at the school. Nor can their transgenderism be tied to abuse at the school. So it's a, it's a complicated subject. And when the knee-jerk idiot left-wing losers come out with this stupid gun control, when they mislabel a semi-automatic, semi-automatic rifle as an assault rifle, which it is not, then you know they're talking out of their hat or some other part of their anatomy. And you're not going to get anything. Joe Biden doesn't know anything about anything. Literally. Are we going to take his advice on a solution to this problem? No, we cannot. So we'll see what happens. I, we've got to find out about so many factors. Somebody asked in a text, says, how much estrogen was given to this transgender person? What what medications are at? Those are all the questions that have to be asked and answered before we could come up with this. But the one answer that's irrefutable, a word I've had to use a couple times now today, is that better exterior security, passive security, needed to be in place. Let's see. But let us also get all the facts on the rest of this nightmare. It doesn't help when asses like Joe Biden are popping off after making jokes about chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, juxtaposition that to juxtaposition that with the death of six people including three 9-year-olds. Joe, you idiot. We'll be back. March 28, 1970, the Beatles nude from number six to number two with that incredible song, Let It Be. I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> Somebody says, I don't agree with, disagree with much of what you say, Bob. And this got cut off a little bit, so I apologize. It says, but when you rant and rave and yell and call people losers and idiots and asses, you... And, and then it sort of cuts off, so I apologize. But I get the drift. I, remember what I say, though, because I hear this from my mother all the time. What would you have me call Joe Biden other than a string of cuss words that would immediately get me removed from the air and it would guaranteed offend everybody? Like, look at his track record. Look at what he's done. Look at the lies he tells every time his lips move. I can't, I, I just can't call him. I can't treat him like he's a normal person because he's not. He's a mental patient. This is the man who just this week and last is running around saying the Republicans tried to defund the police. This is the man running around saying that the Republicans don't want to fund border protection. He's sick. 
He's mentally ill. He le- he he is. He just is. So I don't have a kind word for him. And I apologize to Mother Teresa and those of you who are fully or slightly offended. But I think within context of what these people are doing to ruin my country, particularly Joe Biden, you got to give me a pass. You have to. What else do I say about these people? What else do I name them? And my, my, my vocabulary is not fantastic, but it's decent. I don't have a Donald Trump vocabulary. I've, I'm beyond eighth grade with it. But I, what else do you call someone who advocates for permanent surgical intervention of children who might be experiencing some sort of gender dysphoria before they reach sexual maturity, by the way. He advocates it. What do you call a person who is allowing the border to be wide open to 5 million illegal aliens? including untold numbers of people who will do harm to America and the American people. What do you call a person that allows the Mexican cartels to become so fabulously wealthy because your open border allows them to bring in drugs, and to uh, market in human trafficking, trafficking that's making them billions, which is destabilizing our neighbor in Mexico. What do you call a person who's allowing fentanyl to flow across the border that's killed 100,000 Americans? And these are not drug addicts, by and large. In fact, the vast, vast majority. Direct murder. What do you call a man, a person, Joe Biden or any of the regressive left, who advocate letting people, violent criminals, free from prison so that they could kill and maim primarily poor people and disadvantaged people in our big cities and elsewhere? What do you call a person and an ideology who teaches us to hate each other because of the color of our skin and wants it indoctrinated in school and wants to rewrite history with lies? What do you call a group of people, a person, who wants to silence dissent with the power of the government? He just sent his IRS to Matt Taibbi's house because he exposed the suppression of information through Twitter. What do you call a person that wanted to give a speech on the 20th anniversary of 9-11...
proclaiming how he got us out of Afghanistan, and in so doing, he does it so rapidly and without any thought or any concern for our military, has the Taliban as the security perimeter, and 13 of our kids get killed, and untold numbers of Afghanis. The same person who withdrew so precipitously, they took about 40,000 Afghanis of unknown origin and left behind Americans and Afghanis who worked with us during that war. The same person who withdrew from Afghanistan and left $85 billion worth of advanced military hardware there. What do you call a person, and I could do this for hours, by the way, what do you call a person who intentionally thwarts the American energy industry and destroys household household well-being, who doubles the cost of gas and utilities, for the Americans he's supposed to represent, and then goes begging to Venezuela, Iran, and Saudi Arabia for the energy he will not let Americans produce. What do you call someone who's pushing battery-powered cars down our throats when they're worse for the environment than a car powered by natural gas. Can, can I go on? What do you call a person who yesterday did a little soft shoe off-Broadway act when getting when he's supposed to be talking about six human beings slaughtered in Nashville, Tennessee? Oh, by the way, the same person who had to look at his watch when 13 American soldiers and their coffins were going by him at Andrews Air Force Base. What do you call this person? I, I I can't come up with anything that is civil. I can't. And by the way, I won't. I apologize to you, and I apologize in advance, but I will not suffer that kind of insanity for my country, for my fellow Americans. I won't do it. Time for the news. We'll be back with more of this. Go to YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your- 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.